This is the Black and Blue Report, presented by ABC Insurance Agencies. A better choice for insurance. Now, from Studio B or wherever the Saints and Pelicans might be, here's Brianna Nowlin and Cassie Calvert. Hey, Saints and Pelicans fans, you are tuned into the Black and Blue Report, and I am your host, Bree, and I'm joined today by Daniel Salerson, who's filling in for Cassie. Hey, Daniel. I'm just Mr. Fillin'. Last week, I was filling in for you, and now I'm filling in for Cassie. I don't get paid extra for this. I'm going to have to talk to my agent. Aw. <laughs> yeah, well, first, you have to prove yourself, so. I have to prove myself. <laughs> I'm the host here. Okay. You lead the way. <laughs> it is Pelicans game day today. The Pelicans are beginning their last four-game road trip of the season starting tonight in Denver. The game is at 8 p.m. Central. And if you remember, we lost to them at home on Tuesday, 131-134. to That was a tough loss because it was a close game the entire way and just a couple bad turnovers in that last two minutes really did us in at the end. But we also beat them two weeks ago in March on their turf by 25 points. So you never know what's going to happen. This could be a good upset going into the playoffs for them if we ended up beating them because there's that fight for that number eight seed between Portland and the Denver Nuggets. That Although we might see some reduced playtime from AD and Cousins since the Pelicans are officially knocked out of playoff mm-hmm. contention. Um, so we want to rest them up, don't want to see any injuries, and hopefully get some good things going in the offseason during training camp between those two since they're starting to mesh and starting to gel and we're seeing some really great connections between the two of them um some great alley-oops and yeah it's been fun (laughs) um but cousins is battling an achilles injury so that's why he's listed as questionable for tonight's game but these last four games are a chance to kind of play spoiler if they really want to i know they're gonna you're gonna see a lot of Sheck diallo quinn cook guys that um you want to see some minutes out of see what they can do um, and Denver, as you mentioned, is battling with Portland. They're just a game back of the Blazers for that eighth seed, so they have something to play for. Then you play the Golden State Warriors, who have locked things up basically as a one seed, but Kevin Durant's coming back after missing <laughs> a good amount of time. And of course, they all come back against the Pelicans. Right. But So they're going to have some stuff to play for just because they want to see how Durant is as far as recovering from his injury. And then that Tuesday game against the Lakers is probably the one that both teams really don't have anything to play for. Yeah. But you're going to see some young guys step in and see what they can do. And then that last game against Portland, there might not be anything to play for if Portland's already clinched. But if not, then the Pelicans could try to play spoilers. But I'm just I'm a little mad at the NBA scheduling gods because we have four games to end the season. They're all West Coast. So. I'm I not think sure. they do that on purpose. Are they mad at us or something? No, it's like it's to amp up in case there is a big playoff run, like who's going to take those final spots. I think they did this on purpose. But I have to be awake for all those in our <laughs> studio. So <laughs> Yeah, those West Coast games, they're pretty late. <laughs> 9.30 games, there's three of them. Yeah, um, the Saturday game is a 9.30 yep. game against the Golden State Warriors. And then that Wednesday game on Portland is 8.30. But that one's on ESPN. So, it so it's gonna be, be even longer. It's gonna be even longer. So You're please send all, later. please send all caffeine to the Smoothie King Center Studios. Just <laughs> tell them you send it for me and Joe Cardosi, and uh, it'll be, it could be Red Bull, it could be Monster, it could be coffee. I mean, <laughs> just send it all. Send it all, <laughs> and snacks, always snacks. It could be a fun watch party. 
There we go. <laughs> you all can come to the studio. <laughs> Perfect. Maybe I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> so coming up on today's show, we are going to hear from Scott Kushner, who writes for The Advocate, talking a little bit about the Pelicans. That's coming up first. And then we'll also hear some clips from the Alvin Gentry show last night with Sean Kelly. So stay tuned. We have a Pelicans-filled show for you today. Are you ready for a slimmer and trimmer you? Smoothie King's new and improved Slim and Trim meal replacement smoothies are here. Now with just 250 or fewer calories per 20-ounce cup, they're slimmer and trimmer than ever. Keep your diet on track and feel fuller longer with at least 11 grams of protein and 6 grams of fiber. Add Smoothie King to your diet today with new and improved Slim and Trim smoothies in three delicious flavors. Only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. Diet and weight loss depend on individual needs, eating right, and exercising daily. The future is bright for our New Orleans Pelicans with the addition of all-star DeMarcus Cousins, along with Anthony Davis and Drew Holiday. The time is now to become a Pelican season ticket holder. For a limited time, receive a food and beverage gift card worth up to $600. So don't miss out on any of the action. Call 504-525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com today and win the night. Auctioner believes the best way to predict the future is to invent it. Here, our doctors and staff are changing lives day after day. Every week, I'm operating on babies who are days old with hearts smaller than walnuts. We're giving these kids a life they wouldn't otherwise have, a chance to grow up. Sometimes, cancer patients come who were told they were out of options. But Auctioner has the most clinical trials in the state. It's amazing to be able to give second chances. We're always a step ahead, even with simple things, like getting you in to see a doctor today versus a week from now, so what you have doesn't become something bigger. It makes a difference. Every day, Auctioner is creating a better future by looking forward and thinking differently to find life-changing solutions. That's healthcare with peace of mind. Appointments are available today. Call 866-AUCTIONER or visit auctioner.org. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Here's Daniel Sellerson. The uh, home finale was done on Tuesday, but we still have four games to go in the regular season. Joining me now to talk some Pelicans basketball is Scott Kushner, who covers the team for the Advocate. Scott, always a pleasure having you on, my friend. Uh, what a pleasure to be on here again. You're the Pelicans OT's number one fan right there, Scott Kushner. <laughs> Scott, let's let, before we get into the last four games, uh, let's just talk about the season in general. It's been a kind of a roller coaster ride with a team uh, winless in the first uh, nine games, and then uh, Drew Holiday back. They start playing well. Then the trade deadline, you get Demarcus Cousins. How would you describe this Pelican season? Uh, you can kind of break it into four parts. Uh, it's sort of a four part play in that the uh you know there was a tragedy of the first <laughs> 14 games uh which was you know without Drew Holiday and and really you know the, nobody's fault on that uh just you know what it was what it was without Drew uh and some uh, a very odd roster and and they just could not get out of their own way uh for the most part and then all of a sudden they get Holiday back, they start winning a little bit, but they're really kind of a 500 team, which is probably about what that team was if they would have played the whole year. Um, is a right around 500 with Tyreek and Buddy and Drew, like that being your your backcourt. Um, and then the Cousins trade, 
which the adjustment from that proved, I think, to be even more difficult than most people expected. Although I think there was an expectation it would be difficult, it was significantly harder um, than most realized. And then uh, this last month or so, uh, you know, since they've adjusted basically from that that Charlotte game on, uh, you've seen a team that is pretty competitive and is right back to being, you know, a, a above or 500 team. Uh, and so which one of these is real and which one of these is what you're going to get going forward is, is the question to ask. Um, but, you know, I think the Pelicans would prefer that it is the, the final version here that until the last two games had played really well uh, for most this past month. Do you feel like this is the final version? What you've seen in the last 13 games is something that you think could carry over in the next season, just the way that you, uh, Boogie Cousins has finally been able to fit in with this Pelican squad? Yes, I think, you know, you can see that to to an extent. I also just don't know, you know, what this team's going to look like next year. I think the 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 thing with Drew Holiday is hanging out there of his free agency. Whether or not he comes back will be the biggest question. Uh and if he doesn't, then who fills that guard spot? And even if he does, who is the point guard of this team? So, there's a lot of pieces that still need to be filled in before you can kind of say, "All right, well, this is the version and if they do this, they're going to be fine because I think they are under the impression that they should be a 50-win team, and right now I don't know if that is true. Um, but they would they be a playoff team if this whole roster came back next year and played you know 75 games together? I would think they probably should be. So what what have you liked with this with the new look roster? You, you mentioned that you know obviously they played well the last 13 games. Why have they played well with Demarcus? Because what has been working? Uh, for the squad, whether it's offensively, just uh, scoring over 120 points a game. The defense has been playing a lot better. We will take away the Tuesday game because no one played defense in that game. But what what are some of the things that have been working well with this new squad? I think moving Drew Holiday off the ball was a good decision. I think that was one. Um, to put Tim Frazier in the starting lineup alongside of Holiday, it really opened up Drew's aggressiveness. And I think that was the, the problem in the first you know couple of weeks with DeMarcus there is that he simply wasn't aggressive enough that he was trying too much to be a point guard in the words of Alvin Gentry and not trying to be uh, Drew Holiday. And so when he opened up a little bit and you're able to get him into space and get him attacking, uh, I think that really improved uh, this offense. Now, the defense hasn't necessarily come along with the offense over these last week, um, but they're starting to score, and you really start to see Davis and Cousins together figuring it out, finding each other uh, in lob situations, finding, you know, make, getting that single coverage, uh, which both of them are not very much used to, and being able to, to get out there and make plays and, and find isolation buckets, which, uh, you know, is a difficult thing to do. And they've also picked up the pace, which I was very uh, curious and dubious, really, that they would ever be able to play with the type of pace that Alvin Gentry wanted when they have two big guys like that, but they really have been able to do it quite well, and a lot of it has been Cousins kind of trailing the play, but in a lot of ways that works because he shot the ball so well. So you've seen a lot of these pieces that have kind of fit together. Um, it's just a matter of getting all of them together, which it definitely remains to be seen. Have you gotten enough of a sample size from these two on the court together to be convinced of how well it can be, or do you feel like, even though we might not see that much for these last four games, there still need there still needs to be more work done with it? Yeah, I would say I'm not totally convinced yet. I think there's still a little bit more that needs to be done, and I think playing against really good teams, you know, the sample size against great competition really wasn't there. Um, you know, beating Houston, uh, I think, was, was strong, but, you know, lost to Utah, lost to Denver, those kinds of things that you don't 
it's hard to really be able to give a great gauge of exactly, you know, what they are. I think they played well against Memphis too, but like, you know, that top level, that those top six, seven teams in the NBA with this era of being totally different away from those two big guys. Can you keep up with a Golden State? Can you keep up with a Houston? Can you keep up with Oklahoma City? Those kinds of things. Um, and, and that's really the biggest question that I would have going into next year to, in order to say that this really would work or, or it doesn't. But uh, I think they're in a better spot now than they were to start the season. I think you've got a more clear um, you know, identity of what this team is. And in that regard, it's definitely a welcome sign for the Pelicans. All right, so four more games to go, all of them on the road, and three of the four games might be relevant for the other team as far as Denver is battling for that playoff spot. Kevin Durant now scheduled to return against the Pelicans on Saturday in Portland. They might be clinched by Wednesday night, but also could be battling for a playoff spot as well. So for the Pelicans' sake, Scott, what do you want to see in these final four games? We might not see Cousins for um, all four games. We might not see Davis for all four games. But what do you want to see from this team in the final four? I think you'd like to see them keep the pace up. Uh, I think that's the, the first thing is that to, to see if that pace is dependent upon, uh, you know, there being something on the line. I think a lot of these guys have been under the impression they've been out of the playoff race essentially since um, that loss to Utah a couple of weeks ago. You know, while it was still kind of hanging on, it, it always felt like a secondary measure. It is now official, but we'll see. They've given good effort since then. So I'm interested to see if that continues on. And then I think Czech Diallo is really the, the, the biggest piece to see how he matches up against NBA players. Uh, this is a guy that, you know, talk to anybody in the D-League, and they're kind of blown away by just how impressive he was this year. Uh, it, he's going to get some minutes. He's going to get really his first extended minutes over multiple games. Uh, that's going to be a lot to see. And then Quinn Cook to see whether or not he belongs on this roster and thinking for next year. Jordan Crawford, Quinn Cook are guys who are both going to be battling for, for that for a guard spot uh, next year. And so there's enough to watch and there's a lot to see. But, yeah, the results on the scoreboard probably aren't terribly important uh, as you finish the season. I think you're more kind of looking around to, to see, you know, exactly, uh, you know, individual pieces right. and moments, sort of like watching preseason game or summer league or something like that. And I don't like preseason games or summer league. So uh, we'll hope that these well, games then you're are... Out of luck. I am out of luck for these last four, but um, <laughs> let's focus on the rest of the NF, uh, NBA here, I should say, um, these final four. Um, the MVP race, I know we, we can have this debate until they announce the winner, and I don't know if there will be a, not a right or wrong answer, but um, exactly who is going to be winning that award between James Harden, Russell Westbrook, heck, even Kawhi Leonard, LeBron James, in your eyes. Um, one, do you do you have a, a winner yet as far as you're concerned, or you still want to see these final four? Because it's just so hard to pick out right now. I think, and uh, some people on the Pelicans have said kind of the same thing, which is that they are, I, I, they're both obviously, you know, Harden and Westbrook are the top two. Yeah. But I think Harden is, is the guy. And if I were to have an MVP vote this year, um, which I do not. Uh, Mr. Barry, Justin Barrier has the one in New Orleans. Um, then I would vote for Harden uh, one, and mostly because I think he controls such a large part of the game for a team that is really, really good and really, really competitive, um, and that totally reshaped itself this year under his image. Uh, I think Russell Westbrook is far and away the most spectacular player in the league. I think he's a guy, if I were to have to buy a ticket to watch anybody in this league play, it would be to watch Russell Westbrook but his team is not to the level that Harden's is, and the, what he's doing as far as numbers is incredible, but as far as the dynamic, the team, pulling a team dynamic 
Um, I think what Harden's done has really been uh, remarkable this season and should be awarded with an MVP. But, you know, I you know I, I don't think you go wrong either way. I don't think either of those guys can really feel slighted, although one certainly will <laughs> um, yeah. if whenever that uh, that comes out. I think I, th- I think I took away from that uh, that you don't have an MVP vote. I think that's that needs a change, don't you think? It's really, you know, I think that's the guy who should be, feel slighted is me without right. an MVP vote because, you know, I, I really have earned that in my uh, one year of part-time reporting here. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I th- I'm going to send something to the league and we're going to get that. We're going to get that changed here. I think we're going to make that happen. Get Scott an MVP yeah, vote. But do you get even the commissioner do you, on the line? Do you want? I don't know if you want that responsibility this year with how hard it's going to no. be. Oh God, no, no, I don't want that. That's your, they have your name out there. Not mentioning to vote for like three rookie of the year teams and defensive player of the year. Like I, no, I don't want. I don't want that at all. That seems like a lot of stuff going on, uh, and a lot of subjectiveness that that I would rather not subject myself to. Well, Scott, you're an MVP in my book, and I appreciate you coming on the show today. Daniel, it is literally a pleasure. All right, Scott Kushner, who covers the Pelicans for the Advocate, stay with us. We'll be right back. to men the total package tour three of the hottest bands in pop music history new kids on the block with paul abdul on her first tour in 25 years r&b royalty boys to men friday may 19th 7 30 p.m smoothie king center reserve seat tickets are on sale now at LiveNation.com. hit after hit with new kids on the block paul abdul and boys to men the biggest party ever come on down to the silver slipper Hi, this is John from the Silver Sliver, and I'm here to tell you that Yahoo Travel has selected our award-winning Jubilee Buffet as the best buffet in the state of Mississippi. Now, I'm sure that's because we have awesome boiled crab and fresh fish every night, plus tons of boiled shrimp, fresh grilled steaks, perfectly cooked prime rib, amazing desserts, and the list just goes on and on. We're on the beach here in Hancock County. Silver Slipper Hotel and Casino, now more than ever, we are proud to be your host on the coast. Pass a good time at the Silver Slipper. We're talking Pelicans basketball on the Black and Blue Report. Last night we heard from Pelicans head coach Alvin Gentry on the Alvin Gentry Show, speaking with Sean Kelly on a little bit of upcoming Pelicans news. Let's hear what they had to say. Coach, I can't believe it. Final road trip of the year. That just doesn't sound right. Uh, Yeah, the season went along quickly, really. I mean, and, uh, you know, here we are taking the last road trip and actually the last four games, so – uh, the season went fairly quick, yes. Yeah, no doubt. The home schedule wrapped up, Coach, the other night. Two losses, but still, albeit a winning record at home this season. Yeah, and I was hoping that uh, that we could play well enough to win those last two home games. Chicago came in and played real well, and then uh, Denver shot the ball exceptionally well, but uh, we kind of lost a little bit of our edge defensively in that game and tried to trade baskets with them, and I said early on in the game to the players that if we're going to try to trade basket with them, it's going to be to their advantage. Coach, to your team's defense, that Denver team's been very good offensively. They're they're tough to defend even when you want to defend. Yeah, no, they are. They're they're a great defensive team. Actually, since the middle of December, they've been the best offensive team in the uh, yeah. in the league. So uh, uh, we just I, I just thought we gave them too many easy uh, uh, situations, and uh, uh, and they took advantage of it. Good thing though, you were there right there at the end, Coach. I know it didn't go your way with a couple of bad possessions, but. In the end, it was another team that you were with right down to the final seconds. It was, and, and like you said, they're so good offensively. I thought we executed great. Uh, you know, obviously we had a couple of unfortunate plays at the end there. Uh, 
But once again, I told the players, because uh, Drew came in and said, you know, it's my fault, it's my fault. And I said, no, 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 you got to understand one thing. Uh, the last plays of the game doesn't win and lose games. The games is won all the way up until that point. So, uh, and there's guys that made mistakes also. So uh, I, I think it's admirable that Drew would step up and uh, take it, take that kind of responsibility. But even in those situations, I, I don't, I don't blame him. Those, those last two game, those last two plays didn't lose the game for us. I do, I do appreciate what he said, Coach. I guess it kind of shows the level of commitment that your team has played with here over the last couple of weeks. Uh, it really does, and uh, like I said, we really wanted to close out the uh, home stand with uh, two home wins. I think the fans have been great. The support that we've had have been amazing, really. Coach, did it did it hit you? In what way, I guess, did it hit you that, you know, the, the chase was over? I know that I guess all of us kind of seem to think that it would be awfully difficult, but there's there's never that moment until it's that moment. And what did you feel then? Well, I mean, obviously we were mathematically eliminated, yeah. so uh, there was not a chance at making it. I guess the thing for us and I think for most of the players – they just feel like that we're right there, and they would love to have another month of the season to play uh, because I think we're getting it figured out as far as Anthony and Demarcus and, and Drew and how we can incorporate other guys into it. So uh, it's, it's just tough to, to, to you know, add that kind of element to the team but really not have enough time to make it work, and I think we're headed in that direction. Coach, and maybe let's play, I guess, what if. You know, what if you had more games? What more of what we would have been seeing do you think was going to develop here if we had another dozen or so games? Well, I just think when you play with a guy every day and you can see uh, some of the lob passes that DeMarcus threw to uh, AD, some of the post plays, that DeMarcus have. I just think the more you play, you just get a feel of that particular player that you're out on the court with and a better understanding of where he wants the ball and and, and how he wants to play. Coach, it, correct me if I'm wrong, it, it did seem like the guys were having fun over the last 10 to 12 games. Yeah, I think so. And I think, you know, the effort that they played with and the results that they've gotten from that effort has had a lot to do with that. You know, they want to be successful uh, they want to be a playoff team, and I think they're doing everything they can to get there. Coach, did you go through kind of a, you know you talked about the season being a roller coaster just here since the All Star break? Did you kind of roller coaster yourself and thinking, okay, this is either going to work or isn't going to work, or how did you ride through that? Well, I just said we're going to make it work as a coaching staff. I, I talked to the coaches and I said we're going to make this work. We just got to uh, you know first of all get to know Demarcus and 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 what his demeanor is and everything like that. It's been fine. You know, we appreciate him. Uh, you know, there are going to be some ups and downs, yes, but there's ups and downs with almost every single player in the NBA, so that's not anything new. Uh, and we just felt like with his skill level, he was so talented that, you know, he'd add an element to our team that we hadn't had. Coach, can you give me an example of what you and your staff changed to make it work? Well, we had many more post-up plays, you know, with uh, uh, many more high-low actions, uh, playing in a horn set, which is, you know, the two bigs on the elbow. Uh, so that was a lot of things that we changed to to really, uh, uh, we felt like getting the ball to him on the inside, and he's given us an opportunity to be to shoot more free throws because he gets us in the bonus that much earlier. Eight and five in your last thirteen, coach. And I, I want to ask you about the guards too. How much, how much of all this had to do with you inserting Tim into the starting lineup and sliding Drew over to the two? 
Well, that had something to do with it, and, uh, you know, we like that combination. Uh, I think the last four games of the year you'll see us kind of looking at different combinations and different things, but I just thought Tim being a uh, primary ball handler and also and putting uh, Drew in a situation where he could play off the ball some really benefited us. Coach, you alluded to it in our last segment, and you alluded to it after the game the other night against Denver, that in these last four games you'll make some changes, uh, whether it be limiting minutes of your big guns, trying to take a look at some others. Have you come up with kind of a solid plan on what you want to do in the last four or just maybe even just starting with this first back-to-back? Not so much solid, but we have a general idea of what we're going to do. Obviously, uh, we're going to try to make it so AD's minutes are – you know, not getting up into the 40s. And if they do get up into that number right here, obviously we wouldn't play them in the second game of a back-to-back. But uh, we'd like to limit them to anywhere from, you know, 22 to 26, 28 minutes. And that's where we'd like to try to keep him. Uh, DeMarcus is still struggling with the foot injury, you know, the Achilles. So we ought to take a good close look at that. He's questionable tomorrow. And we'll see how uh, he feels when he gets up and get treatment. But we won't take a risk there if he's not – feeling great, uh, then we'll hold him out also. Who gets the minutes then, Coach? Oh, we'll do it between Lexi, and uh, we'll also try to play Chet a few minutes here and there, you know, check and see if he, uh, uh, how he's doing in that situation. And we'll take a look, try to take a look at a guy like Quinn Cook who really hadn't gotten an opportunity. We want to give him an opportunity uh, to see where he is as far as an NBA player. With regard to a guy like Quinn or or Shaq Diallo, do you kind of just – Say, gentlemen, go play, you know, and, and let's see what happens. Or do you give them some direction in these minutes that you're about to dole out? Yeah, well, no, we give them directions because we want to stay organized and we want to be able to look out and know who's doing the right thing and who's not. So uh, we do give them uh, some directions and some guidelines that we like to see them play by. Coach, will you scout your opponents like you normally do? Or is this going to look more like a preseason where really you're just focused on, on you and your guys? No, no, we really we will scout the opponent. Okay. We, we're going to do that the last four games. And the things that I talked about with these guys is that, you know, we've got to play those games. And it doesn't matter if Anthony's not out there or Drew's not out there. We've got to play these games with an intensity level almost at the, uh, as a playoff situation. You'll know a thing or two about Denver, I'd say, going into tomorrow night, huh? Oh, uh, we do. <laughs> we played them three times in the last ten days, which is very unusual this time of the year. But – they're a very talented basketball team, got shooters all over the floor and do such a great job of penetrating in and then pitching to the next shooter. Looks like Kevin Durant's going to come back from his injury on Saturday night. Oh, goody, huh? <laughs> yeah, couldn't, couldn't wait. You know, I figured it'd be us. Uh, but, no, uh, obviously they want to try to get him a few games under his belt uh, before the playoffs start. So gives him an opportunity right now to give him three good games that he can play in and, you know, in our game, you're going to play with pace, so he'll see how that all of that goes. So we'll just see. Coach, seeing as you've, you've coached throughout the entire postseason before, how important are the last couple of regular season games, A, for a guy like Kevin Durant coming back from injury, or B, for teams gearing up for what's to come over the next month and a half to two months? It's, a little poor, it's really important for both of them. I think for KD, uh, he just want to know that he can cut on that thing, plan, plan on it, uh, run and change directions on it. I think that's all he's trying to find out right now. Right. Coach, one more Alvin Gentry show next week. We'll kind of put a wrap on the entire season then and take a look at all 82 games. But here as we look at basically what's going to be the last week of the regular season for everyone, 
know, we've talked about you and your team's approach over these next four games. There's some intriguing things going around on around the league, as they always are. Um, are you finding yourself checking in on a few of the other storylines around the league, even though you're pretty preoccupied with yourself? Yeah, I think you do that. You know, I think it's interesting, the whole uh, playoff and how everybody is jockeying for, for position. I think the most intriguing one is probably the 4-5 thing with the Utah Jazz and the uh, Los Angeles Clippers because I think having home court in that series is going to be really, really important. And then there's a lot of teams up top that's not real excited about their opponent that they could be playing, uh, you know, uh, see how it all falls. But, you know, Golden State, you know, is t- taking a look at maybe Portland or Denver, and both those teams have uh, uh, it's been somewhat of a little bit of a tough matchup for them, especially, you know, uh, Lillard going back to the Oakland area where he's from. He usually find a way to come up with 40, 40, 45 <laughs> points there. Does, does the size of a guy like Nurkic for Portland or the ability of a guy like Jokic for Denver, does that – is that the one thing that can kind of cause Golden State some problems? It can. You know, I think there's been uh, teams that have tried to hurt them a little bit, you know, playing, staying with their big lineup. Uh, Golden State is just terrific, though, and they've got so many weapons that they'll find a way to figure it out. All right. What about in the East, Coach? I know that's a mess right now, especially at the bottom of their standings. Well, I, I, I think at the top of it, Cleveland sent a message last night, <laughs> yes. you know, when you watch that game that, hey, we may have our troubles, but we're still pretty doggone good, and we are the defending champs. So uh, I think it's going to be tough for anybody to challenge Cleveland if they're going to play at the level that they're supposed to. I think you're right. I think you're right. There are some surprise teams in the East, though, a little bit. And I guess uh, maybe I shouldn't be surprised at a team like Washington, but I can't help but think of the job that like Scott Brooks has done there and your friend Mike D'Antoni in Houston. Uh, if you had to pick, would you say there's a guy that stands out for you as – coach of the year than in the NBA well I think Mike D'Antoni's done a great job you know he's come in there and I think uh convincing James Harden to be the point guard and uh set up the game and play for everyone uh really really did a great job of selling the system to him yeah. uh, the guy that I think no one seemed to be talking about which I think has just done an absolutely great job has been Eric Spolster in Miami you know here's a guy that started out the year 11 and 30 and uh, going to have an opportunity to make the playoffs. So uh, that seems unreal. But, uh, you know, he's played those guys into a situation where I think they're like 30 and 5 in their last 35 games. Yeah, it's amazing. Speaking of amazing, Russell Westbrook, I'm sure this uh, weekend, will break Oscar Robertson's single-season triple-double record. It looks like he's on an easy path to average a triple-double for the season. I don't know if I can get my arms around that, Coach. I've, I've seen a lot of games, not nearly as many as you, but, that seems pretty unbelievable to me. It, it does seem unbelievable, and I think that's where the whole pressure of of who do you vote for for MVP? You know, do you vote for Harden? His team has done better. Do you vote for West? Vote for Westbrook because what he's done has been phenomenal. It's been absolutely phenomenal. So we'll have to wait and see. And coming up next, we're going to wrap things up on today's edition of the Black and Blue Report. Stay tuned. If you don't want to miss out on any of the action, get connected with your New Orleans Pelicans 24-7, 365. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter for exclusive prizes and giveaways. Plus text with all the latest breaking news right on your phone with Pelicans mobile alerts. 
visit pelicans.com for information on these great features. Plus, sign up for Pelicans Insider with weekly updates from the Pelicans. Join the conversation today. Staying informed before and after a storm is critical. Hello, I'm Dave Mason, Entergy lineman and safety specialist. Sign up for text alerts by downloading the free Entergy app. If the power goes out, we'll keep you informed with outage maps and alerts. You can also visit EntergyStormCenter.com where you can learn how we are preparing for the storm and how you can prepare. That's EntergyStormCenter.com. It's Pelicans game day. This is the Black and Blue Report. We're going to wrap things up on this Pelicans game day. Again, the Pelicans play tonight in Denver at 8 p.m. Central Time. You can catch that game on Fox Sports New Orleans. And then they play back-to-back tomorrow against the Golden State Warriors. And that game is at 9.30 p.m. So stay up late and catch the return of Kevin Durant against AD and Boogie. <laughs> At least it's a Saturday night, so I'm going to be up anyway, so I can take that one. Oh, yeah, so there you go. I know, you, you must really like your sleep. You talk about it a lot. Well, yeah, because I don't <laughs> get to sleep a lot, so when I do, I take advantage of it. True, yeah. Um, other big things coming up this weekend, sensation auditions are tomorrow. In case you didn't get the word, um, they're here at the Saints practice facility, um, and the doors, they're at 9 a.m., all the audition infos on the website, but you know I got to give a quick little shout out to all my dancers out there. So make sure you go in there, be confident, have fun, and good luck to all the ladies who are auditioning. I know it can be nerve-wracking, but it's also going to be one of the most rewarding things of your life if you make the team. So good luck for that. And just this, the just for their sakes, I am not showing up to try out, so what? they should not be scared this year. Are you intimidating? Yeah, of course. Of? <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a hell of a dancer. Oh, yeah? yeah. You would show them up. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They're oh, they're, okay. they're lucky that I'm not going to be there because <laughs> I have to work Pelicans Warriors that night. So I was like, you know, I can only do one of those things. Let's just other. spare these girls, you know, don't want to show them up. So. <laughs> well, there you go. Um, other things going on this weekend? Well, there's the Masters that's going on for those who like to watch a little golf. Usually I like to turn it on, on Sunday because it's. The last day, it's mm-hmm. very relaxing. Just turn it on and see what happens. Um, I'm a big baseball fan, so of course I'll be keeping an eye on baseball. And the baby cakes are back. They lost last night in 13 innings uh, to Ooh. Memphis, I believe it was five to four. So um, I might go try to catch that game one of these days, not this weekend. But uh, other than when that, you, when you've had your sleep, when I have my sleep, <laughs> when I get my full rest. So after next Thursday, when the season's over, then then it's all baseball. It's all baseball for or in NBA playoffs. <laughs> True. Playoffs as well. But this weekend, just kind of a little uh, two games and then see what happens. All right. So then on Monday's show, we'll be talking about those two games. We have two more games back to back next week. And we'll also hear from you spoke with Heath Evans, correct? Heath Evans, yes. NFL Network analyst, Super Bowl champion here with the Saints. He stopped by. He was in town for something else and he was able to stop by Studio B. So was able to chat with him about the Saints offseason and um, Tony Romo, you know, going to the broadcasting booth, kind of got his take on that since he went from being a pro to being in the broadcast yeah. booth as well. So we'll get his thoughts on that and uh, kind of the offseason, what he thoughts about Saints moves and some of the other moves around the league and the NFL draft coming up. So you don't want to miss that. 
All right, a lot of good things coming up over the weekend. Thanks for tuning in to the Black and Blue Report. And until next week, Bree and Daniel signing out. Peace. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report, presented by ABC Insurance Agencies. A better choice for insurance. If all goes well, we'll be back next week. Tune in each weekday at Moon Central or at your convenience exclusively online at pelicans.com and neworleansaints.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.